USAA is proudly celebrating 100 years of serving the military community. It was a group of soldiers who launched USAA in 1922 by joining together to insure each other's vehicles when no one else would. Since then, USAA has grown to more than 13 million members strong. And through it all, one thing has remained. USAA is still serving the military community and their families. Find out more at USAA.com slash 100. And hot! Welcome to the Veterans Voice, presented by USAA. Veterans Voice is a service of Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center, originating from the Optum Podcast Studio, in partnership with podcast channel sponsor, Medicare Mentors, technology partner, Colorado Computer Support, and supporting partner, the WireNut Home Services. Happy New Year's listeners, and welcome to Veterans Voice Podcast, a service of Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center. And welcome to 2024. <laughs> Today, we are kicking off the series of episodes covering resiliency. We have Chris Wizent here on today to, uh, to discuss Creek and Timber Legacy Program, which takes active duty and veteran soldiers out hunting throughout the country. Chris, thanks for coming on. Uh, thank you for what you do for the, for the community. Um, tell me a little bit about yourself. Sure. Thanks for having me on. Well, I joined the military in 2010, and I've been doing it ever since. I'm a Special Forces medic now, and um, now I'm working with Creek and Timber Legacy. And like you said, we take veterans and uh, active duty soldiers, both uh, hunting and fishing. Oh, cool. Uh, not just here in the Colorado area, but uh, in the Texas and uh, northeast up in Pennsylvania as well. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so how many sites do you have here in Colorado? Uh, Colorado, just the one. Uh -huh. um, we kind of have a split team between here and up in Loveland. Uh, we find a lot of support up in that community there. That's great. Yeah. Uh, so what's, what's your big – is it elk, uh, whitetail? I mean, I guess muley around here, deer? Well, re region-dependent, right? Okay. Um, big game hunts – I mean, it's always different state to state. Uh, mm -hmm. Different states have different rules for how tags can work. Okay. Um, so we do elk. We actually just wrapped up in November a uh, female veterans hunt, um, elk hunt, down in uh, northern New Mexico outside of Raton. Okay. And then um, right now we have turkey and antelope lined up in Wyoming. Awesome. And then uh, waterfowl, of course, um, yeah. kind of throughout wherever the wherever the migration takes them. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. So I'm gonna I'm gonna back up a little bit here because I yep. want I want the listeners to to hear about you. Okay. And hear about how you what path took you down sure to get to creek and timber okay and, and you know your your military background because yeah. obviously you're in a big military community listeners out there um so okay. let's have them connect a little bit so so your military career how'd you start off uh started out as a 68 whiskey okay um which, both which blends perfectly in the 18 delta right the right yeah <laughs> sort of um <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about that in just a sec but uh both my parents were in the military. Okay. Um, my dad was, you know, uh, I forget what it was back then. Maybe still 11 Bravo, but uh, Ranger Tab guy. And I wanted to follow his footsteps, be airborne Ranger, all that. And he was he went through the whole get out of the military, didn't have much, had to go to school, uh, learn a new career. And uh, Where are you originally from? Grand Junction, Colorado. Okay, yeah. great. Oh, and um, so... You know, I tried about five or six different iterations of either infantry or almost infantry, something like that. And then eventually I I think being a medic was like my sixth choice of things that I actually wanted to do. <laughs> and uh, I fell in love with it. That's so awesome. First duty station was down at Fort Bliss. I uh, got my first combat rotation down there, which was good experience all around. Um yeah, it was a good time. Where, Short, was that Where was that to? Over in Afghanistan, okay. um, Logar and Bordak province over there. Nice. Uh, similar to what we were talking Been about. Been there? Been there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> similar to what we were talking about prior to coming on. Um, I was in an F.A. battalion that got told they were all of a sudden running and gunning, kicking doors. So that was <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Luckily, it was the winter time, so not. Not as crazy. Not as crazy on the fights. Just a lot of a lot of IED stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they don't, they don't like fighting in the cold in their pajamas. I mean, neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
after that, I did some time over in Germany, over in uh, Europe Regional Medical Command, uh, working in a G3 over there. So is that, that was Launch Duel? Uh, no, Sembach is where it's okay. at. So Launch Duel falls under their command. Okay. Yeah. I got oh, so you're the command. I got you. Yeah. I equivalent, look at a hospital like a brigade, and mm -hmm. then um, a regional medical command would be like a division. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Um, How far away was that from Launch Duel? Considering oh, Launch oh, like like. 45 minutes. I was going to say, yeah, because yeah, Launchstool is the only hospital <laughs> right, in right. Germany. <laughs> so, um, yeah, all the hospitals and clinics in Europe, and I want to say Africa as well, fall under there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. They've restructured since then, though. Um, but that's where I decided, you know, I'd gone from doing the combat medic thing, everything mm -hmm. you kind of associate with that, to sitting behind a desk, being the lowest ranking guy as a staff sergeant in yeah. a headquarters. Um, so I said, screw this. I'd worked with some 10th group guys, actually, um, on my first trip. So I decided to go to selection and see how it would pan out. I got picked up. So, of course, you know, had to continue to pursue it. And then uh, I was successful through the course and got stationed here in 10th group, which is re ultimately what I wanted, uh, considering I'm from here. I'm a mountain kid. That's, yeah. um, I mean, growing up, I was that kid that was, you know, barefoot everywhere I went in the <laughs> summer. So I'm uh, just happy to be back here in the mountains. Yeah. Well, how crazy – you just made me think of something. Yeah. So I met a bunch of Special Forces guys on my 2007 uh, trip to Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of in the in the middle of, like, wanting to change my job and and met some rangers, and I was like, oh, I want to go ranger. That would be, be cool. And I was a chemical guy, so I could have just went over, got, got a RIP contract, mm -hmm. and, and just been a chemical guy over there. But then I then I met the special forces guys and I was like, dang, like beards, yeah. burly, all of them are just these big, massive dudes. They all yeah. seem like you're like, man, those guys are freaking awesome. How much different did you look? At, do you look at those as like the tenth group guys now <laughs> than uh, you did than I mean, you did when you first saw them? <laughs> wildly different, but also exactly the same. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it totally depends on. I mean, nowadays it's like, what era is this guy from? And um, so, yeah, because kind of what got me with them was the uh, there was one day they were doing a range day. They were just getting rid of a bunch of stuff mm -hmm. and they needed an extra medic to come along. So I got to tag along. We took some quads with 240s mounted on them <laughs> out to, you know, go do all the thing, all the army things that I thought I would get to do that yeah. you just you just realize once you join, you don't get to do that stuff. So, yeah. Well, Chris, I got to take uh, one minute here for yep. our sponsors. So Optum Colorado. Veterans Voice is produced in the Optum Podcast Studio. Optum Colorado is a Mountain View medical group, part of Optum, offer 20 clinics throughout the Pikes Peak region. Their primary and specialty care doctors provide quality, patient-centered care backed by Optum's industry-leading health services and technology. Optum is dedicated to helping our community live healthier while keeping care affordable. Visit OptumCare.com Colorado to learn more and schedule your appointment today. Medicare Mentors. When it's time to consider your Medicare options, it's time to talk with Medicare Mentors. Medicare Mentors, powered by Spark, is veteran-owned, a long-standing Mount Carmel Veteran Service Center partner, and the Veterans Voice podcast channel provider. More than that, they go above and beyond to make sure that when you need them, they're there lending a helping hand. Medicare Mentors, powered by Spark, always above and beyond. Visit MedicareMentorsLLC.com for more information. We're back here with Chris. From Creek and Timber Legacy Program, telling his story about himself. Um, yeah, you know when when the SF guys take take the the fob guys out on the yeah. on, on the range, that was probably man, that was some of the funnest I ever had. We went out Christmas Day. I'll never forget this. I had a Santa Claus suit. They let me bring it out to the range, and I was shooting off Gustav rounds in a Santa Claus suit. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this is the uh, Army stuff that I oh, want to yeah. do. Yeah. And, of course, went to selection right after that. <laughs> right. Which, this is where I said, like, sometimes it's exactly the same. Because uh, on my last trip, uh, dressed up like the, uh, the, infla in the inflatable dinosaur <laughs> suit, the inflatable T-Rex, just shooting, launching mortars, and... <laughs> Just roaring it up. Oh man, those uh, those old Afghan trips, man. When yeah, when they was kind of. I mean, you're out in the fob by yourself, and they just you had your own range, and man, we just had so much fun up. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it is. It is. <laughs> like th those were yeah. the you know some of the few times that even you know as a Green Beret, like quiet professionals. A lot of us, yes, we're all very. A lot of us are pretty egotistical. Oh, I yeah. guess. 
Um, but not in a team room, right? You know, we're no. not like you know. You, you always feel like the worst guy in the team room, but but man, when you're in those, got the big beard, you've been jacking weights for months <laughs> straight. You're just biggest you've ever been, and you're like, man, I am pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's exactly <laughs> like, hey, this is not bad. This is not a bad yeah. life. I mean, mine is going out and getting shot at at night. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we'll but that was we'll fun. ignore that. That's, that was yeah. fun sometimes too. Yeah, sometimes, exactly. Most time it wasn't. But <laughs> <laughs> even even when it wasn't, you find a way to look back. Oh yeah, there's always always a story to yeah. Even in the worst times, there's always a story to laugh about. Yeah, there. exactly. So, so how many trips did you have? Uh, did you have with uh, tenth group then? Just one. Just one. Yeah, I that decided to quit early. Yeah, 2019. Um, I decided to quit early. You know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why, uh, hey Chris, why'd you <laughs> decide to quit? <laughs> uh, as as my buddy Brad would say, I picked up the enemy marksman badge, <laughs> but uh, I was I was shot. I was shot. <laughs> Where I mean, um, up in Kunduz province, I was shot in the um, in the uh, right like pelvis area. Uh-huh. Um, it was a green on blue, so I kind of walked past the guy uh, a number of times. We had a truck that was stuck, so vehicle recovery walked past him a number of times final time we we're loading up getting ready to leave um gave him the old head nod like have a good night he let me get about 15 20 yards past him and uh he shot me and then our fox um dropped him dropped him we were both hit in almost the exact same spot oh wow um oddly enough i had my glock on my hip and that caught two rounds that would have hit me and then the um you know, you've got the strike edge of your your plate carrier there. Mm-hmm. I had one hit right behind my head, um, on the edge, not oh. the not the strike face, but the actual like edge. I didn't even find that bullet until maybe a year and a half, two years later. So we were, on the edge, it still stopped it. Yeah, yeah. What was he? Was it AK? Uh, no, five five six. It was a M sixteen. Wow. Yeah. So um, that was an interesting time. I ended up getting a grenade kill. I had the last lap. I killed him. <laughs> so that was good, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was a wild time. And your fox was that? Was My fox was Brian. Yeah, that was a rough summer for for tenth group. We yeah. you know, lost three senior mm-hmm. NCOs, phenomenal, phenomenal NCOs that that summer, and then and and many more. Oh yeah, many more WIAs. Oh uh, yeah, that summer that was uh, that was kind of the last big push. I mean, there was some push in in into twenty a little bit, but after after nineteen, it kind of slowed down. And then that, we went. I, I was in third battalion and we went and shut down everything in 21 and that right. was that was a miserable time but I have yet to hear a single good review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 0 out of 10 do not yeah. recommend yeah. <laughs> shutting down Afghanistan. So, well cuz I think that was kind of around the same timeline as COVID too. So everything <laughs> yeah. kind of got weird with that. As the warrant on the team I had to have a COVID slide in my con con ops, okay, my concepts perfect. of the operation. Perfect. That's yeah. <laughs> I was like, that sums it up. I was like, as the yeah, I'm warned. I'm like sitting there writing up these these uh, con ops, and I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it, right? It be when we get back from mission, we're gonna strip down in the parking lot and hop in the shower <laughs> because yeah. that's gonna stop. Going. Well, that'll stop it. <laughs> but but yeah, interesting times. But I mean, like, I had you know two tri- two combat trips to Afghanistan, and it's. You know, even even the hardest times, like you said before, you can always still look back and look at something that you just like shake your head and laugh a little bit. Like that was the dumbest shit. Yeah. <laughs> so are you are you still in? Currently, yeah. Okay. Kind of transitioning out. I should start my like medical retirement process here pretty okay. soon. Okay. All right. So you're currently currently transitioning uh, out of tenth group out of the military. Yep. Um, just know Mount Carmel here uh has a ton of resources for you for that transition yeah um, that actually i don't think i knew that this was up i might have heard about it but i don't think i actually knew what kind of infrastructure was up mm-hmm. here i was looking at you guys' website and uh I, I was surprised at what was offered on there for sure yeah i'll tell you man like i'm showing i know most listeners out there know but I've, i run the special forces foundation also working with the found with the sff it's green berets right and their families like that's what I help, and then I walked in here for the first time before I started doing the podcast, and just because I want to know more about it, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh no, you help everybody here. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's like it's it's this place does. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like I mean, you can you can walk in here, active duty, retired Vietnam vet, does not matter. You're coming to open arms into this place, and there is a little bit of everything here for you. Um, 
You can even do optometry. Uh, yeah, so yeah. we'll make sure to give you a t- give you the tour before we go to maybe even link in uh, Creek and Timber and Mount Carmel together, and maybe we'll push some of your resources out here too. Because yeah, that'd be huge. Uh, because you do have a great program. Um, yeah. But we'll talk about your program here in just a second as okay. I go back to a word from our sponsor, Colorado Computer Support. Imagine never having to worry about your information systems ever again. Colorado Computer Support, the exclusive Veterans Voice Technology Partner, meeting all of our computing needs. Colorado Computer Support is veteran-owned. They're your team for innovative, collaborative IT services and solutions to enhance and support your Colorado business. When you need IT services to keep your business going, make sure the Colorado Computer Support team is on your team. Call 719-355-2440 to learn more. That's 719-355-2440. The Wirenut Home Services. Every season brings a new strain on your home systems. Veterans Voice Partner, the Wirenut Home Services, is the company you can count on to handle your heating, cooling, and electrical needs. They're family-owned, proud to employ honest, hardworking Coloradans. When you need plumbing, heating, cooling, or electrical help, the Wirenut does that. Call 719-399-5021. That's 719-399-5021. You're listening to The Veteran's Voice, presented by USAA, in partnership with Optum, Medicare Mentors, Colorado Computer Support, and the Wirenut Home Services. All right, so we're back here with Chris uh, from Creek and Timber Legacy. How long is uh, how long have you guys been around for? Uh, so here in Colorado, we are just starting our second year. Uh, I actually got involved with Creek and Timber just a couple years ago through Special Forces Foundation because mm-hmm. you know we're partnered together yep. along with Seal Future Foundation, and uh, I needed a little bit of help, and so you guys plugged me in with a Creek and Timber hunt out in Arkansas. Uh, met Dustin, the, one of the the founders and president of the uh, Dallas division. That's originally where they were, uh, where they started out of. We hit it off. We kind of stayed in contact. That was one of the th- – I'd done those veteran hunts before, and that was one of the things that really made Creek and Timber different, for me anyway, was we stayed in contact throughout the year, not just a, like, here's your one weekend experience and we're mm-hmm. never going to talk again. And they wanted to branch out and grow, so uh, they reached out to me. So big honor to kind of stand up and start anew. This is my first time doing anything like this. And then also out in um, Pennsylvania, uh, started a division out there with another one of our former recipients. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. And that's, you know, when it comes to nonprofits and when it comes to doing this work, I, I, will, I will tell you, like, we help a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, Mount Carmel helps a lot of people. And, and sometimes it is difficult to keep that, that conversation going with them mm-hmm. and that check-ins with them. But but we try always, always Mount Carmel and the Special Forces Foundation. And it, that that means a lot to people um, because it just shows you care, right? Yeah. Like, because I don't I want to say that there's nonprofits out there that are doing things for the wrong reasons because I feel like they're all doing it for the right reasons. But some of them do they they have that mentality of like okay we've 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 done our part we've done our our care we've helped we helped this many people this year right and and but then there's no follow up of like hey you know how are you doing now what what are you up to now and that's that's what i think really stands apart some nonprofit organizations of of just checking back in and yeah and making sure that people are still on the right road to recovery yeah um or just to say hey we're still here Mm-hmm. Because, because some, I don't know how many times, and I'm, I know you've probably ran into it too. Of you're trying to get guys out on hunts, and they're like, oh, we don't deserve it. Why do I deserve it?" Oh yeah. Like I, I don't, I didn't do anything cool. I didn't do anything. I'm like, you signed the dotted line, brother. Oh yeah. <laughs> you or your sister, whatever I mean, you know, you signed, you signed the line, and and just for that, you deserve it. Right. I mean, that's what this money is is for. Um, everybody out there deserves it. I don't care if you were a cook for two years i don't care if you were a green beret and everything in between like there's all these programs out there Mm -hmm. to help veterans and there's so many so uh, you know what if we call you take it yeah yeah (laughs) that's it it's it's already that's what uh you know it's already bought and paid for it's it's all it, it whoever's whoever's providing the service fills their cup you know i don't 
do this because of any other reason than I maybe get to help somebody who was in a position that I was in. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's help me help you help me. I say that on here yeah, all the time. Exactly. Because if I'm not helping people, I'm in the basement drinking. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, right. Like, exactly. Like it, this is this is my therapy. Yeah. Is, yeah, 100%. is to go out and help veterans. I found my purpose in life and in, in, in speaking to veterans and and helping veterans. Yeah. And that's like if I'm not if I'm not doing that, I'm I might I might spiral myself. So you know, help me help you help me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean full disclosure, even in doing that, sometimes I hit the spiral and I gotta, you know, make that phone call to, you know, that guy that I can call. Yeah. And uh either one, put myself in check or, you know, get a little bit of Get a little bit of support sometimes. Yeah. Oh know, yeah, it, There's, it never goes away. Yeah, it never goes away, and and, and don't ever try to do it on your, by yourself. Yeah, right. That's another reason why these nonprofits are out there is right. is to help a, a give a hand, because you're not gonna walk in, you're not gonna walk down the streets of Kabul or or you know Baghdad by yourself, are you? No, no, absolutely, absolutely not. And there's and there's plenty of people out there helping putting a hand out there to, to shake and say, hey. I got you, brother and yeah. sister. <laughs> I got you. I got your back. Yeah. And don't ever try to fight these battles on yourself on your own. Because, I mean, you can go on a just just because you signed and 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 you might be having a hard time. Call up pre contender. They and you, if you're like these hunting, even if you've never been hunting before, I'm sure that there's plenty of opportunities, even for for brand new people who've never hunted before. What what do you? Oh use? yeah. So that um, elk hunt that we did, all of our recipients. Mm-hmm. Um, only one of them had previous hunting experience, uh, but it was only whitetail mm-hmm. in uh, somewhere in the Midwest. And so this was her first, you know, Western hunt, so- stock animals, shoot from. Actually, she made a pretty cool shot, uh, but, you know, kind of working through all that. That's That part's easy. And if hunting and killing an animal isn't your thing, then, you know, we can go fishing. Mm-hmm. You know, just being out on the water is, is therapeutic in and of itself. So. Oh, absolutely. So you, had, you guys did a full female uh, elk hunt just Yes, recently. yes. So with our experiences, generally speaking, it's if it's a female event, mm-hmm. then we have, you know, female representatives from Creek and Timber Legacy. And uh, the land, obviously for this, right, the landowner's there to kind of make sure that we're staying within the right borders, keeping it legal and everything. Yeah, and then, sure. um, you know, myself or another more experienced hunter will be there to kind of guide. But aside from that, we go stay. We sequester ourselves to the camper mm-hmm. and kind of keep our distance that way. That way, you know, especially with, with just different genders together, once you start mixing that pot, it, people kind of want to put up their walls and they don't yeah. get to – you know, our, I hate to say it this way, but it's almost like a group therapy type of thing, being out there for a weekend to just really kind of hang out and let the conversation flow in a natural way uh, without any kind of deadline or timeline and mm-hmm. um, just let whatever feeling and emotion, both good and bad, come out um, kind of how, how they need to come out. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, you know, some of, these, some of these soldiers are out there because of sexual assault. Yeah. Right. So, like, if you're mixing them with males and uh, ma- males and females together, you know, it's that could be triggering too. So, right. You know, that's a that's a that's a great program, and that I, I would personally say that I think the conversation and the camaraderie and the the time together is the main point. Like yeah. Going out absolutely. there shooting an animal, you know, or fishing is is therapeutic if that's what you like. Mm-hmm. But understand when you come out, don't don't put your guard up. You know, right. It might take you a little while, but that's okay. Yeah. And when you feel comfortable, hey, start talking because you know, I, I said this phrase, I think it was last week, of you know, you're not breaking brush with these mental health issues. This trail is beaten down hard. Yeah. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's a lot of people that have gone down this road before you have. And so use that and mm-hmm. use these conversations to heal because that is, man, that's, again, you're not going to walk down Baghdad by yourself. Right. You have these groups of people that are, that are, you know, and once I think once you do start opening up, and once I started opening up, mm-hmm. it, it just made it easier and easier every time. Yep. Because every time I shared something, almost every single time someone's like, you know, that happened to me too. That's how I felt too. This is this is this is some of the things I battle with too, and so you connect with the, these people, and that's that connection makes that healing so much quicker. Right. Yeah, that's definitely um, <clears throat> I, that's something that's kind of surprised me is how long people's will to 
I don't want to say will, but their their ability to kind of hold that stuff in, mm-hmm. um, compartmentalize. Yeah, exactly. One of our recipients was a an old Mac V Sog guy, and he came out, and um, it just so happened that we had a bunch of Green Berets on that event. Is that the goose hunt? Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, and uh, man, he John's a great guy. <laughs> he hung out and talked to us until like two in the morning, and uh, I mean. But that was it the whole time. He's like, oh, I don't want to bore you with these stories. Like, you know, whatever. And come to find out, that was one of his first big, you know, ex- I'll call it like experiences outside of his home where he's actually opening up about the meat and potatoes of, of everything. And, you know, it was just, one, amazing to hear oh, those stories. His stories are insane. Yeah. Yeah, they absolutely <laughs> And he are. was like 20 years old. <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely just bonkers. We're going to have to have John on. John Ani's Vietnam Mac V Sog, which is like the, I mean, it was black operations. Oh, yeah. That was where yeah, black operations like was coined. The pinnacle. And it was like, they didn't release everything, anything until 1993, but they did. And it right. was, and he's got some of the crazy, and he was a young kid. Yeah. They, yeah. He, he called me after that trip and was like, thank you so much. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Good. I'm glad. Because I got him that. and a uh, yeah. couple of those guys. Him and um, Foundation. Yeah. Yeah. Austin, I think. Yep. yep. Austin's out there. Um, yeah, I mean, just and that's cool because you got Vietnam era guys that have been holding in that long, right? Been holding right. in that long. I mean, I can't even imagine. I mean, it's it's like no. you, you you don't, especially a guy like that that his stories are just. I mean, I mean, frankly, horrific. I mean, some of the stuff he went through was horrific, and right, and he's held that in for what. 50 years right <laughs> like that's right. that's scary i couldn't even go five right that's just a testament to his like strength yeah that's a that's a yeah, the strong era right <laughs> those, are, those are some men back then yeah and and it's like but you know like they didn't have these resources back then no they didn't Far have these opportunities back then because those guys were treated horribly when they came home and it's but now we do right now we do and it's i love i love how open it is now Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I get, I'm spoiled though because I you know, I work for two nonprofit organizations and and I see how many people come in here and get help. But sometimes I do forget how many people are still left out there. Yeah, you know. Well, it's that it's that first step. It's that first kind of domino because I withheld a lot. Even you know, I started going to like therapy kind of early ish into mm-hmm. my uh, maybe nine ten months after I was wounded. And uh, really started opening up about all of my things. But, uh, man, it wasn't until I went through some longer, longer, more intensive stuff that I really started seeing it. And once that first domino fell, then it was like, oh, I can tell a little bit more of my story. I can tell, you know, somebody I've known a little bit shorter of a time frame. Um, you know, even just being on here talking about me getting shot was you know, I wouldn't do that to myself behind closed doors. And, and wow. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's significantly better even, even from the beginning of the GWAT to now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I would say in the last 10 years, behavior health, just the stigma of it within the military has changed. It's, it's starting to become more normalized. And I love seeing these senior guys, these senior SF people finally coming up and saying, I need help. Yeah, I need help, and it's and because they do, and and you know now we need the early GY guys. I do say, I, I say that in a total <laughs> binary. <laughs> uh, the, the 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 earlier GWAT, uh, so like soldiers and service yeah. members to to start stepping up, because that that's another thing too is that generational thing, right? If if you get a someone that you know from your generation, you could sit there and look at the the younger younger service members going to get help yeah. and you're like ah that's just their generation you know right and it is because sure. you know we're we're normalizing it now. but if you start getting the the vietnam era yeah. and then now you know desert storm and the early gwat yeah uh, like you get these people and then that, that's another domino effect you know uh, of like holy cow that person went and got help like i never thought that was gonna happen i've had a couple of those experiences where those those guys that I, you know, we kind of talked earlier uh, before I crossed into SF, those guys that I looked up to that kind of mm-hmm. set me down that path. Those, that was the generation that I 
you know, idolized, so to speak. And Learned that's, off. Yeah, that's who was my team sergeant. And, you know, they had all the experiences that I'd always dreamed of. And they mm. were super tough, cool, calm, collected at all times. I'm like, man, why can't I be as mentally, like, strong or maybe stable as that guy? And, uh, <laughs> you Close know. doors, big closed r- doors. <laughs> right, exactly. And then, uh, you know, and then, like I said, I went through all my <coughs> stuff. I started getting help started getting a really good benefit and talking to those guys uh Mm -hmm. we we created some good bonds and then before i know it you know all of them have like started like man i'm unpacking a bunch of stuff blah 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 and 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 really whenever that happens you're right it's it's that's the eye opener yeah that's the eye opener. yeah and you see those people you've looked up to forever well i think that's a really cool thing about creek and timber is is that it's a i'm really into the non-standard care I don't. I don't like these all these drugs that are being pushed out there. I know that you know. I I take Prozac. I'll be completely honest with you because I need it. I don't enjoy taking it. I hope one day that I'll be off of it. Yeah. Um. I think there's a lot of the old old way of thought was was put the drugs on and then we can figure out later. But it, it just masks a lot of symptoms. So this non-standard care is really helping in a different way. And people are definitely more open to it. Yep. And I think that's one of the ways of normalizing behavior health is because, hey, guess what? Going out hunting with a bunch of other military service members it, the, where you can talk to is working on behavior health. Yeah. It, 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 that is something that you're, you're opening up about and, and can fix a lot. Just, just that simple act alone, going out having a great time with like-minded people can help a lot. So so your guys' program is phenomenal that way that it it opens up a whole nother avenue of, of healing. Right. And so I think it makes it a lot easier for, for people to be like, yeah, okay, maybe I do need help. Yeah, and that's usually kind of part of my pitch, right, is I see us more as a like a placement program because mm-hmm. guys get to come in. Um, we're going to hunt, fish, spend time outdoors together. Uh, generally, we do an Airbnb. We try really hard not to do hotels or anything like that. That way we can have the – camaraderie conversation and then guys started opening it up like oh i need this type of a program or mm-hmm. this is what i'm struggling with and then now through partnerships with uh special forces foundation now everybody else yeah now <laughs> mount carmel uh, now it's it's you know okay you've identified you need help but you don't know where to go mm-hmm. now we can start to reach out on your behalf and kind of help make those connections with you that's awesome. That's yeah. a. I mean, that, I didn't even think about that part. That's a, right. that's a phenomenal idea. I have a question. Sorry, I'm not on the mic. But when you talk about making those placements, yeah, you want to um, grab a mic? Yeah, I don't. That's probably not even allowed. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, when you talk about making those those placements, then do you look at? I mean, obviously, you've had the all female. Mm-hmm. groups and things like that is there anything else that when you're you're taking these like I assume there's an application process if people have shared some of their experiences or branch experience or, or whatever is is there kind of a a magic mix that goes into figuring out who might be a good fit or, or you know figuring out who goes on what expedition yes and no that's always the goal um, but it's always a struggle with you know, people getting put into a hunt and then last minute a life event happens or, I mean, I've seen people kind of like what you said where they, they don't deserve it. So they just kind of bail. I'm sorry. They feel they, they, they feel don't. They don't do, yeah. Let me clarify sure. here. <laughs> they feel that they don't deserve it. And um, so they kind of back out last minute and then we're left scrambling mm-hmm. day prior, two days prior you know, just filling the spot so that way the, the money's not wasted. But that's what yeah. we try to do. We have a, if you go onto our website, uh, creekandtimberlegacy.org, there's a form there. So even if there's a loved one that you know is not going to reach out, right, your spouse, you just know they're hard-headed and, and they're not ready to make that step, you can sign them up and put in any kind of specific note, Um you can say they don't like hunting or they don't like fishing, and we we'll we'll do our best to get a list, right? And our Excel Order of merit sheet, list. yeah, <laughs> exactly, our Excel sheet, and we'll um, put everybody in, and we'll just kind of start going down, going down the list, and trying our best to match people. Um, but how many spots are on any given trip on average, or do they vary? I would say, yeah, it varies. Um, we've done some with right around fifteen to twenty. Um, that was one of our bigger fishing trips out in Maine. 
And um, that was a really successful, really great event. We've also, our average though, uh, what's most manageable is about four, four recipients. And then that, that gives us. It's very small and cozy. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So the big ones are great. They're a lot of fun. Um, and guys get to kind of make those connections. But the four recipients together lets us kind of guide and cook and clean and do everything. And on safety. Our, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they get to kind of hang out and, you know, just as a small group have that conversation. And I feel like it'd be a little bit more personal with us, obviously. Like right. You get the bigger groups, you're going to have like some, some clickiness. Some yeah, it's never – we've been lucky so far, right? Mm-hmm. It's never been anything – clicky by any means um but yeah guys do kind of like we're in this group with this guide Mm -hmm. and they kind of hang out so you still get the same kind of effect okay um but it's it's just never going to be the same yeah yeah that makes sense no that's like i said this is a phenomenal program um it's available to everybody yeah absolutely Um, active duty correct uh veterans of, of all ages obviously you heard we you know they or you heard they, they put uh, Vietnam yeah. VSOG guy through. Absolutely. Um, and so we can adapt things. We've had um, amputees come out on experiences. I think one uh, on that New Mexico elk hunt in prior years. Um, so we can make adaptations as, as we need. You yeah. know, there's, there's no, as I'm sure you guys are here, um, we are very much how do we get to yes yeah. opposed to no. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, accessibility, accessibility piece is amazing. So yeah. is there a wait time once you apply? Is there a generalized wait time? And are there also, like, differences in seasonal frequencies? Yeah, so, I mean, a lot of things are seasonal dependent, right? So with the new year, um, all of our big game seasons are coming to a close. So we kind of transition over to waterfowl, um, which is really good for our recipients with less mobility um, or less stamina or just don't want to run and run around in the mountains. Uh, so that's kind of the transition there. And then once we hit spring and summer, we get a little bit of turkey and then go into um, our fishing trips. Mm-hmm. And then by next fall, it's back into uh, big game things. Again, the big game stuff is just what landowners are willing to donate to us. Um, it, it, that's where it gets kind of challenging. Is um, that the most log- logistically the most difficult? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, mostly because again, states are different. So with our New Mexico one, that's not too terrible because it's it's an over the counter tag. You can just go and buy it online and go hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, Colorado is a little bit different, and our spot in Wyoming, you actually have to the landowner's willing to donate the hunts and everything, but the recipient actually has to have the points in order to receive the hunt. In, in Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. There's a couple other in Southern Wyoming where it's, uh, I think it's a pretty good for an antelope. I think it's a pretty good, uh, good chance of picking up on your first year. And we have, uh, some people that are donating their land to us and let us, let us use it, use it. Um, but that's it. Yes. There's a bit of a wait time, but also, no, because we have a frequency of life events and people can't make it for one reason or another. And so oftentimes you're getting that call like, hey, can you come out in two weeks? Or Is there anything that you guys, you guys don't hunt fish anything? I mean, it's, I was going to ask the inverse of that, of like what all do you guys hunt? But I feel right. like it's easier to ask what don't you guys hunt or fish? Is there yeah. anyth- anything that's off the table? We would love to be able to do absolutely everything mm-hmm. um, is donated. Yeah. Right, exactly. So, you know. No bighorn sheep yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, no moose. Well, we did raffle off a um, moose out in Maine. Oh wow! Um, yeah, That'd yeah. Cool. So that was a, and I think that was a, I think that was a valued like twenty thousand dollar hunt. Oh that, wow! Um, <laughs> that it was it was donated. Yeah, yeah, That's it was donated. <laughs> um, so that was that was a, uh, and I, I want to say two years ago they killed the state record up in that area really? too. So it's it's a uh, yeah that was that was a good one. That was that was one that I think they want to work with us again. So hopefully that becomes a normal thing for our Pennsylvania crew up there. That's cool. Um, but yeah. So when someone's applying, is there any restrictions? So someone goes on your website, say they live in California. Um, are they restricted to any states? Uh, and then if not, how does travel get, 
incorporated in with, in with that? How does how does that all work? Uh, so long as funding's there, mm-hmm. uh, we're still in our second year, so still growing, still building, um, fundraising. We're gonna do anything and everything that we can to get people the help that they need, one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, so, generally speaking, travels covered. Mm-hmm. Um, tags are a little bit of a different situation. It kind of varies based on it varies based on the hunt, based on the experience. And then, um, yeah, if somebody lives anywhere within the U.S., well, I mean, my first experience, I live here in Colorado. My first experience with Creek and Timber was out in Arkansas. Okay. And uh, they paid to fly me out. Is that a, wild, a duck? That was a uh, snow, goose. snow goose. So that was a conservation hunt. So um, that would be an experience, or an experience or an example of, you know, it's a conservation hunt. So they just throw those tags out for free mm-hmm. because there's so many of those snow geese. They're yeah. invasive and, I mean, and they Arkansas just need them is, taken out. Arkansas is littered with waterfowl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they are. They really are. That was uh, It's funny because prior to that, I was a big game hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, never. I always kind of like, kind of whatever uh, about waterfowl. You know, never really <laughs> thought about it. And that was, we didn't kill very many geese, but. Uh, just seeing it and kind of having that experience working with the dogs that was that was phenomenal that's yeah that turned that let's just put it this way i am getting a duck dog in the next year so <laughs> really <laughs> yeah nice yeah where well, you have an idea of how many hunts you guys have done so far ooh this year i want to say roughly 10 10 maybe, maybe a few less than that we have a spot with a waterfowl hunting club outside of loveland colorado okay so that is you know, really nice just to be able to access that land that's that's available to that club. Mm-hmm. So even if it's just a day trip where a guy's struggling with something and he wants to, or she uh, wants to, <laughs> uh, kind of escape life and just talk to a person one on one and just have a good time with a little bit of you know distraction, uh, that that's now available to us, which is different than previous that's, years. That's awesome. I mean, that's yeah. great. Where do you see uh, Creek and Timber Legacy here in the, in the future? Well, in the short term, I won't spoil too much, but we are working on a, well, now we have an annual thing with the Greeley Archery Club, doing an archery event out there every year. Mm-hmm. Golf tournament coming down in all three of our regions. So, again, always a good time to get out. Uh, usually some good things come from that. But long term, ideally, we want to expand, obviously, Colorado, basically Canada to Mexico, all of the uh, mountain states, so that way we can always have somebody going on some sort of big game event. And then uh, really, I think we are building something out in North Carolina and Alabama. Hopefully that that starts to grow a little mm-hmm. bit more out there as well. That's awesome. So How about it, Africa? Are you going to get in Africa? You know, <laughs> hopefully. If there's anybody out there that's listening that wants, to, that wants to bring me along or – no, I'm just kidding about that. Well, but we got to yeah, test the product. Yeah, right? exactly. Got to make sure it, it – it, Fits fits the creek and timber bill there, <laughs> but uh, no, 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 yeah, absolutely. We are again, we are always trying to get to yes and reach as many people as we can, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's the hard part. Uh, a lot of our recipients, kind of what we tell them whenever they come out, is they are more than welcome to come out as a recipient their first time around, and if they want to stay involved, if they want another hunt experience, whatever that may be we have them out as a volunteer. Awesome. And so that's kind of our, you know, uh, progression of you got to kind of open your eyes, you got to identify this is something that starts to fill your cup. So now you get to come out as a volunteer. It's a little bit less about you as an individual, and now you get to kind of take that little half step back and see people go through their um, their awakening, if you mm-hmm. will. Uh, yeah, it would continue that therapy. Right, right. You know, plus, plus there's, you know... Um, there's a lot of benefit to just any volunteer work, whether it's working in a soup kitchen or anything like that. Purpose this is just, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got to find that purpose and uh, continue that work. And like, like I said, you know, help you help me or help me help you help me. Yeah. Of um, finding that, and and once you see, once you've gone down that road, same thing with Mount Carmel Special Force Foundation of like, can you're always in our family. You know, and once you once you start going down that road, that road gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Turns into eight lane highway. Yeah, of, it really does. Of, of helping people and helping yourself, and it's it it's just that purpose, man. Like you need you 
you got to find that purpose when you get out as soon as possible. Um, yeah. I highly, highly recommend it. So, uh, well, Chris, I'm going to come to my favorite part of the show. Okay. Uh, so <clears throat> I always ask, I always say the same thing to connect with the listeners. But tell me a story. It can be about Creek and Timber. It can be about your military time. Sure. It can be funny. It can be serious, whatever. But something to connect with the listeners. So tell me a story. Sure. I was actually struggling with You told me about this this morning. I've been struggling <laughs> with this. Uh, I was like, man, am I just going to talk about me getting shot again? Or <laughs> what am I going to do? But uh, no, actually, it was Colorado had stood up. And oh, maybe four months, three months after... Uh, launching the organization out here in Colorado Springs, we got the the goose hunt with John, and um, we were out there. I had a great time. They had a great time. The trip was kind of wi- winding down. It was Sunday uh, Sunday afternoon. We hadn't been seeing a whole lot of birds, so um, we were kind of winding down. And I was telling one of our volunteers uh, my story. I mean, full. It was the first time I'd done it with anybody really anybody outside of, you know, my therapy room and, um, full emotion, you know, cried to him every detail of the event of me being shot. And, uh, you know, I kind of like, I was, we closed out. It was a good time. I was driving home and I, it kind of dawned on me like, Hey, that's the first time I'd like broken that barrier down for myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I called him. I was like, hey, man, I just want to let you know, you know, told him everything about that being the first time, how much it meant to me, how even as the guy who runs Creek and Timber, you know, it worked for me. Um, it was great. We kind of bonded over that. Fast forward a year, we were talking about future plans, how we're going to reach more people. Uh, Danny and I were. And uh, same guy you confided. With. Yeah, yeah, same guy that I'd I'd confided with, and we had um, Dustin, the founder, on the line as well. And Danny was talking about this guy who opened up to him at one of the events and talked about how it was his first time being able to talk about it. And you know, he's telling Dustin this. And I was like, Yeah, Danny, who who was that? Actually, <laughs> I was like, Was that was that so and so? He's like. No, you dumbass. That was you. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. I completely forgot, right? So uh, it had just that was that was the the time for me where it it every time after that, every time I told that story, it was easier and easier without even Mm -hmm. realizing it. And now it's 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 I don't want to say it's second nature because I'm still self conscious about it, but I. There's no negative emotion tied to it, and uh, that's now, now, yeah, I don't even think about telling it, and I couldn't even, you know, it took him to remind me that that was a a big deal. <laughs> yeah, you know? I mean, that's powerful, man. I, I mean, even, I even see you get a little emotional here yeah. talking about it, and uh, but I think that emotion was more tied to you talking about it than yep. the the actual event, which is that's what it's all about. It's just you know, death of your ego. Right. And, and dropping that, dropping that, you know, this is my, this is my pain. This is my pain because it can be a group thing and and it's going every time you tell that story, it's going to help somebody outside of you. Right. And that's powerful. That's, you have a lot of power with what you went through, you know, because there's a lot of people that are out there listening right now that, that have never done what you just just told the story you just told. Right. They, they haven't. And that might make it a little easier for them to, to tell that story now too. So man, thank you so much for coming on. No, uh, thanks for having me. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for Creek and Timber legacy and Dustin. Uh, give me the website one more time and just anything else that, that is tied to it. The people can, t- can search it out and get on there, apply and, and get out there for a hunt or fish. Yep. So the, uh, the website is Creek and Timber org. Um, on that website, there's different tabs for each division, uh, Pennsylvania, Colorado, and then Texas as well. Um, and on there is all of our, our forms that you need to do in order to, to sign up. Or, again, you don't have to sign yourself up. If there's a loved one that you want to uh, put in for this, by all means, sign up that, that person. Um, 
And then as far as social media goes, all the platforms, if you just search Creek and Timber Legacy, uh, we'll, we'll pop up there. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, everybody out there listening, if you sign the dotted line, doesn't matter what branch, doesn't matter what job, doesn't matter how long you spend in time, you're worth it. You guys are, everybody's out there is worth it. There's plenty of places to go to heal. There's plenty of places to go to get resources. You got Mount Carmel a Veteran Service Center here in Colorado Springs, Creek and Timber Legacies out there with a different kind of, of healing through through sport and and trying to find a purpose out there. And with all these resources, everybody you have once you once you get in, you're part of the family and you're on a on a better road to recovery, better path for behavior health and becoming a better family member, better father, better mother, better husband, wife, whatever it may be that, that you are, son, even son or daughter. Um, so go out there and use these resources because everybody out there is worth it. So, again, Chris, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for Creek and Timber. I know I'm repeating myself, but it's but it's really important, uh, really important work. And, and thank you for sharing your story. That's awesome, man. So yeah. appreciate it. No, thank you. I appreciate being here. You've been listening to The Veteran's Voice. Presented by USAA. Veterans Voice is a service of Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center and originates from the Optum Podcast Studio located on the Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center campus in Colorado Springs, Colorado. The podcast channel is provided by Medicare Mentors. Computing Power is provided by Technology Partner Colorado Computer Support. Additional funding is provided by Supporting Partner The Wire Nut Home Services. Veterans Voice airs on flagship station KRDO News Radio Sundays at 7.30 a.m. The podcast publishes Saturday at 8 a.m. and is available on all your favorite podcast apps. This message is from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. All men should get screened for prostate cancer, which is a major medical issue with veterans. Learn more at research.va.gov slash topics slash cancer. Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center, facilitating successful transitions for veterans and their families with job placement assistance, wellness services, and more. Locations in Colorado Springs, Pueblo, and Trinidad. Get started today at veteranscenter.org.